Hello, I'm Tammy Shianbade, and this is Ask Tammy Live, where we discuss the best ways to establish your business, protect your name, and keep your profits. Welcome back, everyone. I hope the past couple of weeks have gone well. I've been doing an on um, every other week type schedule, and today is a different day. We're recording on Thursday instead of Wednesday, but again, you are welcome. Um, um, we're still going to bring fresh content um, to really help us do what? Establish our businesses, protect our names, and keep our profits. So if you've been following for the past couple of weeks, we've really been focusing on trademarking our names and how to make sure we do that really well in order to protect our brands and our businesses. Well, we're going to continue that conversation, but we're going to be talking a little bit about logos instead of names. So a lot of the rules are still the same. A lot of the same things apply, but we're going to be taking it a step further, a little bit deeper with regards to logos. So today's question is, how do I avoid trademark infringement? And we're going to be focusing again on logos, but anything that we discuss today and the real big takeaway that we have for today with regards to logo can still be applied to anything that you're trademarking for your brand. All right. And as you know, we like to share the stories of real businesses so that we can learn from their mistakes and their successes. And so today's story is going to focus around an athletic brand. No, it's not Nike. Even though Nike has some pretty great stories, we're going to be taking some lessons from Adidas. Yes, so we already know the three strike, three stripe company, right? So all of the things that Adidas have, they make sure to have their three stripe trademark on everything. And so I see some people who are joining us. You're welcome. We're talking about how to avoid infringing on a trademark. And we're focusing on the story of Adidas basically versus the rest of the world. Why do I say that? Well, it's because Adidas is very aggressive when it comes to protecting their trademark. They have been in suits with everyone. They've gone against Nike, Skechers, Marc Jacobs, Puma, um, Tesla, Forever 21. The list continues. So they are very, very, very aggressive. Welcome to those of you who are joining. I have people joining from the Houston area. And so we're focusing on protecting our trademarks with a specific focus today on our logos. The question is, how do I avoid infringing on someone's trademark? Well, looking at what's gone on with Adidas, I want to give you a little bit of their history, tell you about how they started and tell you about what got them to the point where they are today, where they're so aggressive with their trademark. When we look back at their history, Adidas was started back in the 1920s. Um, and when they started, they were actually a, two brothers together and the company wasn't called Adidas. It was actually called Dassler Brothers Shoe Factory. So these two brothers decided, hey, they wanted to start creating shoes. And their signature look was that they had two stripes on all of their shoes. Over time, they run into some issues. The two brothers actually had developed some conflicts between each other and they break up. Um, one goes his way and he starts a famous brand that we actually still talk about today, Puma. Right, so that was actually started by the brother of the man who started Adidas. Um, so again, we have this company break off into two. So we already start to see that Adidas has had a history of conflicts from their inception. All right, um, in 1948, when this break happens between the two brothers, they decide, you know, one says Puma, and the guy who had the Dressler portion decides he's going to change the name, and he decides to do Adidas, A D D A S. Well, when he does that, 
he immediately runs into some issues. There's another company in Finland that's called Ada Ada who says, hey, you guys are coming after me. And so the reason why I point this out is that from the beginning, there was a lot of tension with regards to this brand name. There was already something about them that really made it difficult for them to stand out. So they had to try and revamp their brand again, revamp their name, do something that made them distinct from these other existing brands. What did they decide to do? They decided to change the spelling up, add an I. And then with regards to design, they, you know, Mr. Um, the company owner, he had to decide how he wanted to distinguish his brand. And he decided that he was going to go for the three stripes mark. So remember, they initially started with two. He didn't really like that. He wanted something different, but he didn't want something too drastically different. So he decides, hey, we're going to go with the three stripes. Well, again, Adidas runs into some more issues. During one of the Olympics, they noticed that there's another company in Finland that has buy the rights to use this trademark. Can we buy the rights to use this mark so that you no longer have any rights to it and it's just us and we're the exclusive holders? They go through the deal and that's what they eventually establish. So at this time, Adidas is the only one who has this three stripe rule. So time goes on and we see that Adidas decides that they need to police this mark. And this is really where our takeaway for today's session comes in. You want to make sure that when you're deciding what logo you're going to use to represent your trademark and your business, that you choose something that is simple, yes, but distinct. See, the reason why Adidas has to be so aggressive when it comes to policing their brand is because people can accidentally trademark, you know, infringe upon their trademark. There's nothing really unique or there's something that's maybe overly simplistic about the brand that they decided to do. Something overly simplistic about the logo that they decided to choose. So, I mean, the courts have been protecting them because they have a lot of time on their hand, not time on their hands, but they have a lot of history with regards to their mark. So the courts have generally supported them and also because they're very aggressive. But you have to keep in mind, they have the money, they have the history, they have the ability to be this aggressive with regards to protecting their brand. So the question that you want to have in the back of your mind is, do I have the resources to police this type of simplistic mark? If you're not going to be able to police it effectively, you're not going to be able to make sure that you have exclusive rights to that logo. All right. One of the things that I really like to say is dominate with distinction. You want to make sure that when you're coming up with your logo, it is distinct enough to really set you apart from anyone else. So when it comes time for you to say, hey, this is the territory that I have marked for myself, it is clear. It is obvious that people are not are, are trying to come after you. So right now, if we see anyone who has an apple with a piece of it bitten off, we know clearly who they're trying to infringe upon right? It's a very clear and distinct mark. There's no question about it. And you want to make sure that when you are developing the logo for your brand, you are also being as clear and as distinct as possible. You definitely want to keep it simple because simple is going to make it easier to produce and to, you know, it, it goes with the aesthetics of our time. People like clean brands, but you really want to make sure that you don't sacrifice exclusivity for simplicity, right? Again, I'll say that you don't want to sacrifice exclusivity for simplicity. And that's what I find a lot of people doing, whether it's regards to um, your logo or your name. You're trying to be so simple that you're not able to really be distinct. 
these things take a lot of time. So you want to make sure that you're taking a step back and really thinking through this process of creating your logo and creating your trade name. Now, I've shared this before. I offer my services with regards to helping you do a really thorough search and clearance, and that's with regards to whether you're doing your logo or your name, making sure that no one else is using that mark so that you can stake that claim and you can have those exclusive rights. If that's something that you're interested in, feel free to visit my site, www.toslegal.com, and schedule a time with me. Um, you can also check out all the different resources that I have available. I am on YouTube. I have a channel with different videos that you don't necessarily see here. Um, I'm also now, for those of you who are on the go, making sure that Ask Tammy Live is a podcast. So if you've missed some of the other ones that we've done this season, feel free to check us out on iTunes and subscribe there or SoundCloud um, and, and Stitcher Radio. All right. So please make sure that you are connecting with me any way possible. You can also follow me on Instagram. The handle is TOS Legal. You can also follow me here on Facebook at TOS Legal. So that's a lot. Um, I hope today has been insightful and helpful. Again, you want to dominate with distinction. You want to make sure that when you're choosing your name or you're choosing your logo, you are choosing something that is simple but distinct. The reason why is that this is going to afford you the ability to be exclusive and obtain those exclusive rights to whatever it is that you're putting out there in the world. Again, this is Ask Tammy Live. Before I go, there was one thing I wanted to um, ask you. I'm thinking about doing a call-in show. What this would look like is that you would be able to send in your questions in advance. I would call you, and then we'd have a live conversation on Ask Tammy Live so that other people can benefit from whatever we discuss. So it's almost like a... Um, open consultation. Of course, you would not be my client until you signed a contract with me, but this would just be an opportunity, just like what we have on radio shows where people are able to call in, get their questions answered, and help a lot of people as we discuss those things. So if you are interested in that, let me know in the comments below. I really want to know if this is something I should do or if it's something I should put on the back burner until a little later. Just give me your feedback on that. Hope this has been helpful. This is Ask Tammy Live where we discuss the best ways to establish your business, protect your name, and keep your profits. Until next time, enjoy. Bye.